Welcome to the Digital Nomad Cafe podcast, the show where we discuss what it takes to create a sustainable long-term online business in today's fast-moving environment. We talk with industry experts and freelancers alike to find out what it takes to build and manage a location-independent business. Hello and welcome to another episode of the Digital Nomad Cafe podcast. This is a podcast about online business, entrepreneurship, and helping others who are interested in creating or currently on their journey into the remote work and digital nomad lifestyle. We talk about freelancing, building online businesses and e-commerce with a variety of guests from around the globe. My goal here is to share inspiring stories and practical advice on how to build and manage a location-independent business. I'm your host, Adam Finan. In today's episode, I have Laura Leon, who is a Grand Canaria native. And for those of you that don't know, that's a beautiful island off the African coast and is a part of Spain. I came across Laura in, in one of the co-working Grand Canaria Facebook groups and wanted to share a story for digital nomads and entrepreneurs around the world who are studying or considering studying Spanish and would like to do it in a stunning location in an immersive experience when they're doing so. Spanish is the primary language of 20 countries worldwide, and it's estimated that between 470 and 500 million people speak Spanish. It is, that then makes it the second most widely spoken language in terms of native speakers. So if you're in business, if you're working online, if you're planning to travel around the world with your online business, knowing some Spanish will go a long way. Laura has 10 years experience in teaching and runs a number of Facebook groups. So Laura, thank you for coming on the show. Um, why don't you tell a little Tell us a little bit about yourself and how you got into teaching Spanish. Thank you, Adam. I'm, I'm, I'm actually thrilled to be on this podcast. Thanks for inviting me to be part of it. Um, yeah, you're right. Spanish is probably one of the number top priorities these days if you want to run a very successful business. Because as you said, it's one of the most um, widely spoken languages right now. So you need to speak Spanish. And uh, what we do in, uh, in my business, La Casita de Laura, which means the little house of Laura, which actually, um, the name, it's not my credit. I cannot take credit for it. It was my boyfriend who suggested, as you're teaching at home, and this is like your little home, your little casita, why don't you put the name, why don't you choose the name La Casita de Laura? And I was like, ah, you know what? It sounds a bit, it sounds a bit childish, like La Casita is like, like kids, like the little house. But then by repeating it, repeating it in my head, it started sounding like it's actually cute. It's actually catchy. So yeah, why not? Like a Cita de Laura. And in fact, what we do is we welcome people in our place in, 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 in front of Mercado Central in the heart of Las Palmas de Gran Canaria. And we show them how we live. We share with them, uh, not only, not only language tips or, or, or grammar, but also we, we take the students to, to the market. To see how how we how we actually experience life here uh, on the other side of uh, of the world, let's say, because we're on the other on the other part of Europe, <laughs> the southern part of Europe. Yeah, it's it's a beautiful place. Like Gran Canaria is stunning. I've been there once many years ago, and you know we interviewed um, Nacho Rodriguez from the co-working space in Gran Canaria in Las Palmas uh, in a previous episode. So you know it's definitely it's it's becoming one of those hotspots for digital nomads, especially in Europe. You know, Gran Canaria is growing in popularity, and you know that's because I mean you have really good internet connection, you have sunny weather all year round. It's good for surfing and windsurfing. Good for learning Spanish. Good. For Food. I mean, there's lots going on. Some people are even some people are even calling it the Chiang Mai of uh, Europe. So that's a thing. Absolutely. <laughs> yeah. No. 
It's a beautiful, it's a beautiful place, and uh, you know, it's got year-round weather too. A lot of people want to escape the, you know, the cold and stuff like that in the winter. So it's becoming a, a good place to go. Winter's coming. <laughs> Ab- absolutely. So and so, as somebody who lives on the island and who does it, you know, have you seen a rise over the past number of years? I mean, you're you're a native. Am I correct in saying that you've lived there all your life? So. Well, not all my life, but I've, I've traveled a bit myself. I, I have never been, to be honest, I've never been a, a digital nomad per se, but I consider myself a bit of a nomad in my, like a, my soul is the soul of a nomad. And, and I've traveled a bit. I've lived in Canada for three years and I lived in France for another year. And I've tried to travel a little bit here and there. I still need to visit some continents, but I've managed to see some other places in the world. And I've been lucky enough to meet many different people from all over the world and most of them thanks to this digital nomad community so um i feel part of it even if i'm not a digital nomad myself well they come to you don't they yeah. it's not like you you don't ha- you don't have to go to those places there and and as more of these podcasts come out more videos you know like you've managed to build a business so can we speak to that a little bit too you know so like did you traditionally teach were you teaching spanish before or was this a business that evolved out of all of the people who you came and seen working online in gran canaria like how did the business evolve and come about the teaching started when i was 17 i wanted to make some extra cash so i started teaching and i started teaching english in fact um, and my probably my language skills developed to the point that I got uh, um, the opportunity to go as a to go to Canada as a language ambassador. That was the title, language ambassador, to <laughs> to work at the at the university uh, York University in in Toronto. And and that's where uh, at the age of around 23, um, I managed to to start this career teaching there at a, as a teacher assistant and uh, working at the Spanish Resource Center there that I was managing. Um, it, it gave me the opportunity to see how I enjoyed teaching my own language. It was new to me. Like I had always taught English and some French, but Spanish was new uh, as something that I could teach, and I really enjoyed it sharing my own way of understanding the world, life, things, enjoying different like little things in life and and people liked it and I was excited about it. So when I came back home I, I tried to find a job but back then it was the, the, the let's say the last bits of the, the crisis. I, I returned in 2012. So it was actually hard for somebody with um, a university degree, a master's, uh, experience working abroad, to actually find a job in Europe and, and in the Canary Islands, it was very tough. I, I managed to to have some interviews, but I got rejected for being overqualified, which is interesting. So I decided to create my own business. That's when everything started. I was like, okay, let, let's go back to the teaching. And I thought, why not Spanish? Let's see if there's a, if there's a demand at all. And there was, luckily. <laughs> and would Gran Canaria be a popular spot for people to, you know, move to full time or retire to? Is that what those have been like kind of the initial clientele, if you will? No, let's say I started working mainly with uh, Erasmus students, um, people who were here to, to study at the like university exchange programs. Are you familiar? Maybe some people are not familiar with the Erasmus program. So it's like a university exchange program in Europe. And you can travel to a different uh, country 
to have a university year there, like an academic uh, year in, in that place. So those were my main, um, my main, let's say, I don't like the word customers, my main students. Um, and, and it evolved naturally. I, I got to, um, you mentioned Nacho before, Nacho Rodriguez, awesome man. He has done a lot for the, and I'm so thankful for having, uh, met him. I, I met him in 2016 and, uh, through a, a couple of very good friends who I, I also owe a lot because they have helped me also with, um, promoting my business. Uh, Edmund, you know, he's, a uh, uh, a video editor, a digital nomad video editor, very good one for business branding. So if you're thinking about, um, like promoting your business and creating your brand, he's the, the one that should do your videos because he has, his video has made a great impact in my, in my career, let's say. Like it, it just launched my, my business in a way that I had never considered. Is he the person who made the video? on like yes that's the guy beautiful yeah that yeah. was i was saying to you before we started recording i was like i watched that and i was like oh i, w- I want to go to grand canaria <laughs> <laughs> it makes you want to yeah it really makes you want to come here so i i'm really thankful for for having met him and for his awesome job and and, and his attitude and I, I love these guys and and the other guy i met uh, with him was martin georgia and these two guys, they, they opened the door to me, um, into this digital nomad era, era, like this, this world that was completely hidden. Uh, I had no idea. It was like an underground, uh, world or something like a community, which I had no idea about. You might not know, but you might not notice them because they're just sitting somewhere working on a computer. <laughs> yeah, exactly on the computer. Like, I'm not talking to anybody, but. I'm not talking. I got stuff to do, but but they tend to be, you know, people who travel, people who are very open-minded. Hopefully, the people who have money to spend on classes and learning and lessons, and they want to do things to be, you know, they want to do immersive experiences, like you're talking about, like Nacho and the co-working team. They take people surfing, they do hiking, you know, they do all sorts of stuff, and um, you know, learning Spanish is you know complementary to that isn't it while you're there i mean it feels like something you should be doing you know or at least something you could consider like maybe you don't come fluent but jesus you could have good fun and learning learning spanish could be definitely one of the most fun experiences up here we we take our students again like to the market but also we organize events with them on the weekends we take them hiking most of these events are for free because we want them to enjoy uh, their, their time here. And we would normally go and do these things by ourselves, me and my boyfriend and, and some friends. So why not inviting many others who would like to discover these places and, and, and share the beauty of Gran Canaria and Las Palmas and everything? It's why not? So yeah, we, I, I don't know. It's, uh, I, I feel lucky. Sometimes I wake up and I'm like, damn it. I have the job I love. I have an awesome community. Uh, I can I can help people change their lives. I wanted to be a psychologist before doing languages, uh, but I realized that I didn't want to help people understand themselves, but I wanted to help them understand each other, and maybe that way they will understand each uh, like themselves too. So I found a way to kind of like do the job that I love. It's, it's so rewarding. Like it's like, yeah, no, look, I imagine it is. And it's probably, I, I imagine it's quite fulfilling in where you take somebody who maybe doesn't know and they learn it. And, you know, it's fulfilling to watch them speak it and things like that. I give you some job satisfaction as people. Um, okay, so 
I guess so as this grew so you're saying you know you worked with Edmund he done the video it's beautiful I'll make sure it's embedded on the on the website page um, you know over at digitalnomadcafe.com and you know you spoke about Martin who, who helped you as well and you know can you just talk to a little bit about like uh, you know so this is people coming to the island and people doing lessons and people you know booking on for experiences and things like that did you start at any point to think, oh, you know, when these people leave the island, they still wanted to continue their Spanish lessons? Is that something that you noticed? Yeah, there's have been uh, people who return <laughs> and, and book lessons again because they want to keep on improving. And uh, yeah, the average stay here in Las Panas for digital nomads, I would say it's around from minimum two to five months. Like I would say that's the average, the, the pattern that I've noticed throughout this uh, two years already um, that I'm involved in the community. And normally for lessons, I've noticed that um, sometimes one month, it's enough to just get by. But people get the, you know, they get the grasp of the language and they feel like, oh, I like this. And I, I can become an, a, a more, a, a, like a better and updated version of myself in, in Spanish. And so they continue. And the average for us is normally students do at least two months. Uh, because they really enjoy the process, so yeah. And when they, and when they you know when they leave or move on or you know head to Chiang Mai as some people might do, but you know also move home. You know I live in Ireland, you know, and I work remote, so that's my current scenario. And you know, so if people were looking to continue their lessons, do you offer online Spanish lessons? Is this something? Oh, definitely. It has happened a few times, yeah, and we offer it. We, of course, want people to come here and enjoy the weather. <laughs> it's not all about the Spanish, but also like the experience. But of course, if people are interested, maybe they need it for work. So, for example, um, a year ago, there were this uh, these twin brothers that worked for a very, very famous um, uh, networking, um, like a marketing uh, network marketing company, Juice Plus. I don't know if you're familiar with it. They are making a big impact in Italy at the moment. Um, their their group it's called um, Unstoppable uh, Generation, and so they wanted to bring their business to Spain, and so they found me, and I taught them for three months Spanish, like Spanish for for the mainland for mainlanders. I am a Canarian, but I can teach many different um, let's say Spanish. So yeah, exactly, and uh, and and yeah, and they improved so much in just two three months, and now they 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 have kind of like uh, introduced the, the business, the kind of business they were doing, the way they were doing the business in Spain and, and making bigger numbers. Because <laughs> in the end, that's if you need it for work, that's what matters. So Absolutely. And that's a brilliant example of, you know, using it for your business, you know. Um, these people were looking to launch into another, uh, another you know, geographic area. And, you know, you need to know the language if you want to be running those Facebook ads and doing promotions and things that, and, especially, you know, speaking with people as well. So there's definitely a lot of reasons to, to, to get on board. So, so, so I get, and, and in terms of that, like, how does that work? Um, you know, are, are things like this done over Skype? Do you share lesson plans? Is it conversational? What, you know, can you paint a little bit of a picture of like, let's say somebody's listening to this, maybe there's somebody listening to this in America and Canada, or maybe they're in Thailand and, you know, they're thinking, oh, I want to start learning Spanish, but I'm not going to be in Gran Canaria maybe ever, maybe for six months, but I like Laura. And I like, <laughs> I'd love to go to La Quisa de Laura, but I just can't right now. You know, how would that work for them? You know, could you give me a bit of a scenario of 
you know, what it would look like for them to learn Spanish? Basically, for anybody who's interested in, in taking some lessons with us, the only thing we need is um, knowing where they come from to know also their, their language background, because it may affect or not, or let's say it has an impact on the way they will learn Spanish. It's just for us to get to know how their language works so we can help them better. Uh, an age, uh, so we can understand also if they have been, if they start studying very, like, long, like many years ago, or they are just continuously, uh, studying and they are in the student mindset, let's say. And, um, basically their schedule and, uh, to, to get to know their availability. And all this is also for students who want lessons in person. Why is that? Because we don't offer, like many academies do, we don't offer structure. Uh, schedule that you have to adapt to, we do the opposite. We offer the student the possibility to choose when they want to learn Spanish, and if we manage, then we will provide that service for them. So we make it easier for the students. So Spanish is not like, oh, I need to, I need, I, I need to find time to go to this school or to do lessons at this time because, no, it's, it's so much easier. Uh, it's like having lessons with a friend. Uh, you're meeting a friend for coffee. You see this person on Skype. We have lot. Uh, we have had lessons also on Zoom. I don't know if you're familiar with Zoom. So oh, absolutely. Use it almost every yeah. day. <laughs> so uh, yeah, and, and Messenger, like Facebook Messenger, uh, video calls, whatever works. Um, we are very flexible in terms of availability and uh, and and yeah, any any. I imagine. I imagine that just to you know, just dip in there, like that's the sort of stuff people might use day to day anyway. You know, like getting message in Spanish and trying to think how to reply in Spanish. You know, things like that are like. But that's what you do. Like, I mean, use Facebook Messenger every day. Use WhatsApp every day. Most people do. You know, I mean, but I'm generalizing a little bit. But like, you know, if you're doing lessons and it's incorporating these things, it's very different than going into a classroom and some stuffy little room with no windows and you're like sitting down, learn Spanish, do your grammar. You're like, oh. Screw this. <laughs> you know? No, people love it. When when they come for lessons, they feel like they come to my house. They're welcome into my house. I always offer them water if they feel like tired. I tell them, Do you want a coffee? Because <laughs> you look like you're really tired today. So it's like they, they come to me uh, or to any of my collaborators. I haven't mentioned we're three now. The the, the, the the business is growing. That was my next that was my next question was, so it sounds like it's growing. So how many people now work? Because uh... again, I started uh, in 2012, little by little by myself. And then I, 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 at some point I realized this is getting out of my hands. I mean, I cannot do work. I cannot work more than eight, 10 hours teaching plus doing all the promotions and then going to events and everything. I cannot do all that. It, it's, it's inhuman. I mean, when do I go to see my boyfriend or, or, or enjoy a nice dinner outside? It, it was too much. So then I, 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 I realized that I could also, and this is, this makes me really proud. I could also give work to some people who, who are having, who had or having the same problem I had when I came back from Canada. Like they don't find a job. They don't find a, a well paid job. And, and I kind of offer them the possibility to have a job that they're good at, that they enjoy and that pays well. I mean, why not? 
like in terms of building a business, you know, like if you maintain the hourly rate, you know, where you're swapping time for an, an hourly rate, I mean, you're going, you know, you're in a freelancer mode at that point. You know what I mean? You're, you're, you're a technician, a freelancer. Yeah. But I mean, you only, I mean, your only way of increasing your revenue at that point is to up your hourly rate. You know, you don't get more hours in the day. You know, the only way you can grow it is to, you know, do that sort of model. But as a business owner and as somebody who's grown a business, you know, you know, from a, a high level overview, you know, you need to come out of that hourly swap and time for an hourly rate scenario and, and put the people, you know, I mean, you're, you're building the business, you're the, you're the front of the business, the strategies, the ideas, and you're building the team of people who are, I'm not saying anything's wrong for like freelancing is a hundred percent what we advocate here on the show. And it's a brilliant way to work and, and allows those people the freedom, like you said, to work on things that they like doing. But for you as the business owner, it's important for you to you know, to grow the business, you you have to remove yourself from that. You know what I mean? A, a little bit, you know, at least so that you can bring in these people, train them, make sure things are consistent and focus on getting people to the island or getting people who are on the island um, into, you know what I mean? Like make them aware of you, you know what I mean? And um, um, But let me cl- clarify that we work, we're all freelancers working under the same brand, which actually is a, a business model that's working uh, very well lately like you can find um, architects working like this on the same or lawyers on the same buffet uh, like they use the brand but then they're all freelancers so yeah that's cool so uh, and um, so in terms of you know hiring and, and scaling your team were, were these all local people were these people you knew or did you find them via facebook groups like what did that look like it's funny that you asked because uh, right now one of uh, uh, my, let's say my team main members, my, my collaborator, um, she started with me. Her name is Elena. Hola, Elena, if you're listening. Um, uh, I call her Niti, actually, because we, we met at the university and, and we became friends very easily. It was really easy to connect with her. And I think that that's something also my, her students find now, that she's super fun. Uh, she has the right attitude. She knows what she's teaching. And uh, we became friends very, very easily. And throughout the years, like she, she followed her own path, right? So I went to Canada and she was working in the south of the island. And then, um, a couple of years ago, she was like, Laura, if I ever move to Las Palmas, I want to work with you. <laughs> and I was like, okay, if you ever come here, why not? So she did last, uh, um, a couple of months ago. Um, and she was like, yes. I want to try it and she's so happy with it. And, and, and it brings me joy to see how someone can enjoy their work, feel passionate about it and not feel like, Oh, I have to go to work. <laughs> you know what I mean? Oh, absolutely. Well, it doesn't feel like work then, you know I mean? It's the same in what I do. I mean, day to day, I have a couple of different ventures, but my primary thing is that, you know, I do e-commerce day to day and like, I love it. I genuinely love it. Like my job is to strategize and advise on e-commerce strategies. And like, I absolutely love what I do and I'm really into it. And like, I'll sit there and watch a webinar for an hour on how to use Facebook messenger to grow your business. And I absolutely love it. I'm eating it up. It's because I'm interested in it. And then when I'm talking with merchants or clients, it's not work. It's like, I'm just like, this is the stuff I'm into. It's my life. I love it. I'm not. I've been doing yeah. it for years. I'm just sharing what I know that I literally can see would work for you. And and that's why, you know, it doesn't feel like a slog. You know what I mean? It's like, I love what I do, you know, and it's good that you, you have that too. Yeah. I feel like people who, who have met, uh, jumped into the remote working lifestyle, like they're, they just became digital nomads recently and they're just trying it out. Um, I feel like if you are trapped in a job, like many people say, like if you're trapped in a job you don't like, 
that's going to be your life. You want to live like that? I mean, this is probably a, a piece of advice for people who are considering jumping into the digital nomad uh, lifestyle. Try it. I mean, do what you feel like it's, first of all, you need to find, and in my case, I found uh, teaching is something that I, that I'm good at. It's something that I not only enjoy, but I feel like I'm good at because it, it proves in, in the, the, the satisfaction level of my students and, and the fact that this business has been growing, growing on for, yeah, six years almost. So, yeah, people need to find an inspiration and, and find, find the vocation to, yeah, this is what I want to do because I'm good at it and I want to pursue this idea. And, and I don't know, I, I feel like I, I live to work and I'm not ashamed to say so. Yeah, absolutely. There's no guilt associated with it. It's like doing a bit on a Saturday. It's like, no, because some people do, you know, look, I mean, other people's opinions are none of your business. But at the same time, some people are like, oh, you're always working. It's like, it doesn't feel like work, man. I like doing this. <laughs> this is what I'm interested in. Yeah. <laughs> I, don't, I don't I don't sit around watching football. I'm not really into sports. You know, like, I like I'm like, this is what I like to do. So, uh, you know, whatever, each their own. So, I guess so. So, um, look, thanks for that context into the business. And, and uh, you also run a couple of Facebook groups. So can you speak to me about what these different Facebook groups are and why you started them? Of course. So um, after getting in, in contact with this um, digital nomad community, I realized that after meeting, I don't know how many people I've met in the last two years, more than almost a thousand people. I'm not kidding. I I, I just created some Facebook groups that have around 300 people and I've probably met double as much. So um, I realized that this community has some needs, right? When they come here, they, they find that they're a bit lost and um, Facebook works perfectly for connecting with people, asking, uh, asking questions about not only what's the weather like, because you all know it here, it's, always 19 degrees average so but uh, like where where can I find a nice apartment or uh, where can I get my internet provider like what's the best internet provider and stuff like that so finding uh, a place also to just ask if people want to hang out in fact um, one of the groups I've, I've created recently uh, this year was uh, is Las Palmas uh, info uh, 2545 for digital nomads and expats because I realized that uh, the, basically the city was lacking a group with people, native people who were living on the island, who could uh, provide information, direct information, and also organize events. So actually tonight, too bad you're not here, Adam. Tonight we have we have a, a gathering. Uh, we're gonna go to the beach <laughs> at the event. We called it Sunset uh, Nomad Vibes. I'm pretty sure it's two degrees here today. It's absolutely freezing and there's like a storm coming in off the Atlantic that's <laughs> clearly avoiding you and giving us 70 mile an hour winds. So. <laughs> here it's super sunny uh, at the moment and the temperature for today is uh, 3% of rain. So I'm sorry. <laughs> we'll send you the pictures. You're selling it though for anyone who's listening. You know, and look, I, I look, I know it too. Like it's one of those beautiful places. So that's this Las Palmas info. Once again, I'll link everything up. It'll be Digital Nomad Cafe. Yeah, Las Palmas info, a twenty five forty five. Some people have asked me about why the why the age, like the age frame. It was just to find people the same, uh, kind of like the same couple of generations that can have that can share interests can have things in common 
Well, it's typical. You're not being ageist. Like, it's the typical age range for people who are doing this sort of thing, who travel and work and work online. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, it tends to be, they tend to be within that age frame. You know, under 25, you're typically still in college or whatever, and over 45, most people tend to be settled. You know, speaking quite generalist, which I don't mean to, but I hear what you're saying, you know, and I would understand why you did it. And so second to that, uh, you also have one for women in business. Is that correct? Um that came up as an idea with um with Maria from uh Restation co-working. Um one day we were sitting and, and I said Maria like Las Palmas has a very, very, very cool digital nomad co-work um a digital nomad community and uh and you're co-working, you're organizing events and the other co-working is organizing events and but I feel like uh, women don't have a say. I mean most of these events are run by men. Or with men participating in them, like giving speeches and, and presentations and stuff. And I felt like women were not having a voice there. So I felt like, why not? Why don't we organize something? Why don't we do like maybe a lunch every month and then we create a group and then we gather people and then we see what can, what can come after, what can come from that? Uh, she liked the idea and then we partnered uh, at the beginning to, to create this, this, uh, this meetings and this group. Now she's on her own business because she's super busy um, i don't know if you've met maria you should actually interview her if you haven't yet maria from from restation co-working yeah they're they're also organizing can you spell that events. sorry restation air r-e-s-t-a-i-o-n uh, once again, link uh, everything will be um, so anyone who's listening and you're like, oh, I love the sound of all of this. So if you go to digitalnomadcafe.com forward slash episode 11, and that's one one, um, I'll have links to all of the Facebook groups like Asita, De Laura, um, the women in business, the info, you know, I'll link out to everything Maria's co-working space. So if you're interested in any of these things, you know, I would advise you to at least go to the like Asita, De Laura and look at the video that was made by Edmund. It's it's beautiful and it just makes you it makes you want to go to Gran Canaria and is that your <laughs> voice that's doing the audio over oh yeah did you yeah, like it I think, I, yeah oh yeah oh, it's like it's like a motivational video or oh, something you know it's just like it just got, makes you want to be like oh I want to do I it I got inspired by by some motivational motivational videos I actually love uh Prince Ia and like all these motivational videos out there and yeah I I I'm glad that it, it got to to the point, pr- like to create the the or, or emotion project. <laughs> no, look, a hundred percent. I'll embed it on the page. It's on YouTube, so uh, I mean, I'm sure if people search for you on it as well. So, so look, that's good. Look, I, I hear what you're saying. I mean, w- women in business networking. Um, I mean, I think it might be even an official thing over here in Ireland. There is like a literally a women in business networking event, and it's often funded by local chamber of commerce and, and councils and things like that so i don't know is it the same is this just kind of your own like you made this yourselves it's not tied into anything i wish we had some funding and we could do a bigger events and, and better ideas and we we actually wanted to launch uh kind of like a ted talk kind of thing uh we, we will we'll still have it in mind we just need to find good venue and find a time to organize it because to be honest i'm super busy with my own business also so absolutely <laughs> keeping track with uh, at least the lunches I didn't want to give up on that because I feel uh, we have created something beautiful and we have a very supporting community for women who want to um, to, to share ideas or maybe to do collaborations uh, some collaborations have started uh, from our meetings which is also very rewarding and I am very happy 
um and yeah and and yes i think it's a good i think it's brilliant you know more hours in the day to do everything i want to do <laughs> well that's it delegate you just gotta hire more staff <laughs> that's, that's where you're that's where you're at so um okay so look um, can we just speak a little bit to uh you know using social media for for your business you know what do you feel which platform has helped you the most and you know how beneficial do you feel social media has been for helping you grow your business oh my god i don't use google anymore i search everything on facebook it's just incredible how Facebook has become my working tool. Uh, I use it to contact with the students, to uh, promote my, bis- my business, to share some information, to keep up with the community, to everything, to search for a restaurant where to eat. I don't use TripAdvisor or anything. I just use Facebook. Facebook for everything, almost to book my holidays. <laughs> awesome. Yeah, look. It, it's uh, it's powerful and groups yeah. are powerful too as you as you've oh, said wow. like once again i mean i met oh like we let me remap this now so my friend niall doherty goes to grand canaria and oh, lives yeah, there for I a couple him. of months yeah yeah niall and me met in thailand many moons ago um and you know we know each other through through different people and niall uh i don't know was he shared that group one day and i joined it because i was like i might go to grand canaria one day and then i <laughs> started chatting with nacho because i was like i want to get some guests in this podcast I want to speak with you know you and then I seen you posting in there and I was like like here you go you know and, and that that's the power of Facebook groups you know and now from this conversation uh you know you've literally given me three names of people who I feel like I should be connecting with and that's Edmund Martin and Maria <laughs> you know in, in fact it's it's funny because I think if you some people joke about this like it's for example Edmund jokes about this and he he has always told me um Laura in Gran Canaria if you if you if you meet Nacho, if somebody meets Nacho and they meet you, then they can get to anybody on the island. <laughs> oh, look, that's for people listening. That's good if you're moving to Grand Canaria because, like, like you said, there's struggles. There's struggles when you get there. Like even me now, if I was moving over there, don't know jack about finding. Like, can you find accommodation for two months? Do you, you know, like hotels will be too expensive. What would you do? Do you Airbnb it? Can we maybe talk to that a little bit? Because I guess you have experience in it, or is this something you would use Facebook groups once again for things like I've seen these pop up more and more, like you know, long term lets, Grand Canaria, and things. Yeah, you can find information in groups definitely, but I also find that well, in my personal case, uh, this has also become a joke. My roommates they they say. When they need something, they, they get their phones. And you know when, when you say, okay, Google, blah, 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 right? They say, okay, Laura, can you tell me? Because <laughs> people write me every day asking for anything. Adam, you will never figure out how many even weird questions I've got. Like some people have even asked me, where can they buy drugs? Which is like, I, I have no idea. I'm, not, I'm against drugs, so I... Like you should ask somebody else. You're like, does it, does they, you, you don't do that. That's not on Facebook. Come on. No. <laughs> <laughs> but I guess for you, how, how do you find challenging? Because as you grow and as your profile grows and as you become, you know, people, more people are demanding your time. You know, even like, for instance, you know, this podcast, this is taking an hour out of your day to speak with me. You're not working on students and clients and growing, you know. No, look, and I appreciate you coming on and it's a beautiful story. And, you know, you're somebody who's very friendly and welcoming and you have a great business and I'm happy to, you know, share it and promote it and, you know, bring it out there to the community of people who are listening. But, you know, how do you find now when when you're starting to get inundated but like you're saying you know people are asking you probably about accommodation about phones about internet about everything how are you guarding your time because at the end of the day your time is your most precious asset 
you know, how do you feel you're you're dealing with that right now, or do you feel it may, you know? True, it, it is. It is true. Like some days, I feel like, oh, this is a bit overwhelming because people like people who write you with random questions they could ask Google instead of me. It's it's kind of like, yeah, it's maybe too much. But at the same time, um, if I don't have the time or like I I don't have the answers, I send them to the groups that I've created and I try to keep um, keep them like I keep track of them and I I I I read them every once in a while when I have time during the day. I check that everybody has. Um, at least some answers to their questions and stuff. So I still, I think I still manage. It's hard sometimes, to be honest. But if again, if you like what you do and and you feel like it's worth it, and and feeling useful is one of my main. Let's say I I I love being helpful. To be honest, it's, it's just a good feeling. I think I've inherited it from my parents. They both worked. Uh, my dad was a teacher, and my mom she's a librarian at the municipal library here in in the, on the island. So, and she organizes many events also, and my dad uh, used to work in the radio, actually. So I think I've, I've inherited a bit of, uh, of their personality character and their, and their attitude towards life and, and being helpful, wanting to help people. That's very nice. And with, just, um, with regards to music, is there, is there a big music scene on the island in terms of, you know, Gran Canaria for traditional music or Spanish music? Well, it depends if you, if you ask me for, like, clubbing, like the clubbing... Uh, well, there's plenty of that. Like nightlife. <laughs> it's different from festivals. So we have events literally happening every, and they vary from rock to we just had the WOMAD, W-O-M-A-D festival, which is a world of music and dance, which is music from everywhere in the world, and they have two days, and they showcase these talents from abroad and some local too. Um, yeah, let's say the music scene, if you ask me for festivals, about festivals, it's good. You can have a bit of everything. If you ask me about clubbing, I'm not very uh, fond of reggaeton myself, but let's say that the, the, the rhythm works for dancing. It gets you dancing. I don't, I don't enjoy the lyrics, but um, yeah, mainly clubs here play reggaeton. Cool. No, look, that that's grand. Just when when you mentioned it, I guess I figured I'd ask. You know, for people who who may be interested. You know, because I mean, music is uh, for me. Even like I love playing guitar, and it's an important part of my life. So if if you if I ever am going somewhere, I would tend to bring my guitar, and you know what I mean. It's good to be able to get lessons and immerse. Once again, it's an also an immersive experience. You know, like immersing yourself in uh, you know learning Spanish guitar while in Spain it could probably coincide quite easily with learning Spanish. You know, <laughs> so it it all kind of glues together nicely. So. Okay, so look, um, guess just kind of coming to the end of the episode now. So, you know, what would be your tips for people who are maybe looking to get started, um, you know, with learning Spanish? I guess it's a little bit different here. I'm not, we're not going to talk to, you know, getting clients and getting sales and things like that because your business model is a little bit different. But for people who are maybe looking to move to Gran Canaria, um, you know, to learn some Spanish, you know, what would be your advice or your, you know, your, your guidance speaking from experience for people who are looking to come? Um, they, in my opinion, they should try at least to to play a bit with the language before coming, just to see if they have, if they feel it, like if they feel uh, this vibe that they would like to learn the language before coming here and realizing that it's uh, it's not for them. Um, in fact, I've tried to, and, and I've managed to help people who came here and they found a very strong language barrier. And uh, it was shocking for them at the beginning, and it was very rewarding on my side because I managed to help them to improve 
in their language skills and then they open they got they, their mind open up and and they saw a different reality from the reality they saw when they came for the first time so if you manage like if somebody's wanting is thinking about coming maybe if they manage to get a little bit like play with i don't know duolingo i don't like duolingo to be honest i i, I can be crucified for this but i prefer other apps like bravo lol for example bravo lol like lol um because they can give you a little bit of a structure uh getting to understand a bit how the language works and then realizing if if it is for you like it may not be for everybody i would like to convince you all to come to gran canary and learn spanish but i i need to be realistic you i don't know maybe some people may not feel like it's for them but if it's for them and they want to give it a try then <laughs> um yeah learning a bit before coming and then giving me a sending me a message on facebook or on the website and i would be perfect and and for people who are looking to maybe you know, freelancers who were looking to start teaching Spanish or, or teaching a language, I guess, you know, can you speak to any any tips you would have for people like that? Because, you know, that's typically, that's kind of like the evolution of this business model now. So maybe there are people, you know, native German speakers, n- native French speakers or something who are in their home countries and, and, you know, they're listening to this and they're thinking, this is a great, this is a great idea. I'd love to get into it. You know, have you any ad- advice for people like that? Who want to teach also their mother tongue or Spanish in their countries? Either or, really. I guess you you found your passion with your native tongue, but just, you know, in terms of growing a business as a freelance language teacher. So, I mean, I guess it it could work either way, you know? No, you're right. Um, So, these days with technologies, Facebook, there are many YouTube channels. So, I haven't had the need to create a powerful YouTube channel. I'm working on it. I need to create some content. So, I will, after our conversation, I'm going to call Edmund to get started again. Um, but um, yeah, create content, create something that you can share. Um, and my, let's say my piece of advice will be be out there. Um, get people to see what you do. Um, show your passion. If you're passionate about it, you need to. You need to be passionate about it. And I think people would just um, see that, yeah, that they would like to learn whatever language you want to teach them with you. Because in the, in the end, it's all it's all about a connection and seeing if you can relate to the person and and enjoy the process because it is a process. I've I've seen my students. Um, so I told you about the the psychology. I wanted to be a psychologist. So I've I've seen my students in their best and their bad. Like I've had students crying in class. I've had students celebrating that they got a job and we've gone to a bar after the lesson. Um, I've seen everything, and and yeah, to start learning a language, it it it's something that it's not just as as you said before, it's not just going to school. In in the case in, in the case of like the service we provide, the, the the experience we offer, it's more like, do you want to have that lifestyle? Do you want to have that experience? Because it's going to change your life. You've me sold anyway. <laughs> 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 and for anybody listening, I don't know how you could listen to this and not think, oh, how can I get the Grand Canaria for two months? <laughs> I consider myself a motivational language teacher. <laughs> a motivational language teacher. Well, there's a caption there. You know what I mean? <laughs> Perfect. OK, so look, where can people find you? Can you shout out your uh, your main business and websites? Yes, definitely. They can find me at laura.com or on Facebook, La Casita de Laura Learns. Perfect. Thank you very much. And as I said, probably two or three times already, I'll definitely link to everything in the show notes. So if anybody wants to 
get it and don't worry we'll make sure that they can find you um laura thank you very much i appreciate you coming on and sharing your story and your journey and your business and you know all the beautiful things about grand canaria Thank you for listening to today's episode of the Digital Nomad Cafe podcast. If you enjoyed this episode and you found it actionable and inspiring, please be sure to give us a rating on iTunes and share it on your social media profiles. You know, tag us on Instagram and, um, you know, get the word out there, share it in any Facebook groups that you're in where, where people might be freelancers, remote employees, um, online entrepreneurs, anywhere that you feel and anyone that you feel could benefit from learning from today's insights and and the story and the journey of this entrepreneur who is on today's podcast and um, please help get the word out there and you know every rating helps every every new listener helps and all we're trying to do here is to inspire people and you know share stories to show that it is possible to create that digital nomad lifestyle and also just you know the real nitty-gritty of what it actually takes to build an online business whether that be as a freelancer or as an online business owner i'm your host adam finan Thank you for listening to the Digital Nomad Cafe podcast. Head over to the website to access the resources and links mentioned in today's episode at digitalnomadcafe.com.